0: Well, hello, all you ghouls and guys out there, and welcome to the very first episode of That's Some Scary Shit Podcast. I am the unofficial Zach Bagans Super Ultimate Fan, if that's even a thing. Anyway, like I said, unofficial. So let's start today by hearing a few stories that I did come across on the little thing we call the World Wide Web. Yes, that thing, the WWW. So this first story is from Sawyer McKee. I used to live in Virginia. And you know the war went through there so there's like a lot of paranormal stuff you can do there me my dad and one of my friends and one of his friends had gone to the spotsylvania battlefield and we kept hearing rocks being thrown at us mind you you aren't supposed to be on the battlefields after sundown we had walked over to this old smokestack and we're doing evp sessions me and my friend had walked over by the trees to kind of just look around and get a feel for things, When I noticed a shadow out of the corner of my eye, and then it was gone. I said something to my dad about it after checking with my friend to make sure that I wasn't crazy, and she saw it too, which she did, my dad just told us, just to stay close. After a little while, we started hearing horses running through And you could hear the metal of the water cans that they used to carry clanking around. And we had walked off to a different part. And I thought I was just tripping because I kept seeing the shadow. My ankle ended up burning. And I thought I had been stung because it was the middle of summer and the grass was taller. But when I got to the car, there were teeth marks. Teeth marks. I used to have a picture of it, and if I can find it again, post it under this comment. Ouch. Teeth marks? Holy crap. Now that's some scary shit right there. Talk about like, some people get burning sensation from when they're being scratched. I want to say this is probably the first time I've heard of somebody finding teeth marks. Which would freak me the f- out for sure. Wow. Now our second story comes from the Bryce Wayne, mm-hmm. like Bruce Wayne, but Bryce Wayne. I wonder if that's the real name. <laughs> I don't know. Our printer in basic training was randomly printing two pages at night. One saying. Get the other saying help. And in the restroom, sometimes we would hear random clicking and clapping sounds. But if a printer just started spitting out pieces of paper that said get out or sorry, get help. um, Sounds like a prank, but it could be a ghost. Yeah, no. So, yikes, that would freak me out. I wonder where they were stationed. I would like to know where their basic training took place because I grew up several army bases because, yes, not just my dad, but also my mom, both were in the army. And so I traveled to a lot of bases, lived on a lot of bases, and I've heard some spooky things, which I will also share my own scary story experiences too. Okay, so our next one is kind of long, but this one is by Bernd Schmidt, and it actually has a title. It's called, Why Are You Looking at Me Like That? Strange things have happened in the 10 months my girlfriend has lived at her new house. Dishes setting into the sink, tapping noises, scraping sounds in the basement, as if something is being dragged She nor I have ever sensed it to ever be a bad energy. Just weeks after moving in, things went seamlessly. No explanation would just fall out of the sky, figuratively speaking. Very often, we would hear the sounds of items falling to the floor. Upon investigation, I'd find bags or candles that had been standing in the center of the reflectatory table on the floor, Feet from the table where they'd been knocked from. Three weeks ago, a coat rack, roughly seven feet tall, had literally collapsed to its side right in front of us as we watched TV one night. This was the moment she finally confessed about some other going-ons that were in the house. Yet, when I asked her to describe them, she would shy away or change the subject. Hmm. Interesting. After the toppling of the coat rack, which was heavy for four coats and not easy to push over, not especially by subtle vibrations, I said, holy shit. She said nothing. She didn't want to talk about it. Then came tonight. Her grandson has toys littered throughout her apartment. Most are stacked in corners. Her bedroom door is cut out right next to the living room coat rack. As we laid in bed watching a movie, a blue light had suddenly come on and a child's voice started to talk. I paused the movie. It was a toy, stuffed in the corner beneath the coat rack. The last thing I heard, these are the numbers. Wanna play? I froze. She said nothing. I stared at it for what seemed like hours, but was only perhaps a minute. I said aloud to the entity, It's okay. Make it say something again. It's okay. Communicate with us. The toy turned off. I grabbed the toy, initially thinking maybe it was internet linked by Siri or something, and I had to turn it on, like those things that you sometimes do. Then I picked it up. It was no more than a battery-operated toy from Walmart. On the toy were buttons, including an on-off switch, a plastic switch that could only be turned on or off with applied pressure. It also contained seven ranges, which react accordingly to which lesson you slide the horizontal button to. This was slid all the way to the right upon inspection. The numbers game would have meant that something physically slid the knob all the way to the left, second to the last button. Not only did something turn it on and off, but interacted with it as well, directly beneath the coat rack that was thrown to its side weeks earlier. Of course, I had heard strange sounds, had bizarre dreams, but this tonight absolutely bugged me out. When I question my girlfriend, there's a certain casualness, a nonchalance to her repertoire. Tonight, when I asked her a barrage of questions, she finally, after 10 minutes of grilling and coyness, admitted something jarring. It wants. Wants what? Never mind. No, tell me, seriously. Nothing. It's nothing. She said no more and I felt as if she stayed quiet even if I literally pulled her teeth with a pair of pliers. I was dumbstruck. Suddenly her face changed. She began to smile. Her eyes grew dark. Wants what? I flickered on the light and asked her to look at me. The smile still gave me the creeps and I felt almost as if I were approaching a strange dog, not knowing whether it would obey or rip my eyes out. Her eyes were extremely dilated. We sat up for a while. As we watched TV, I observed her continually shaking her head with that same jarring grin. It was just smeared across her face. Only then could I sense it wasn't really her. It's currently 5.35 a.m. And as I'm typing this, I heard my door open. We sleep in separate rooms because of her snoring. I looked up and almost screamed. Her head was extended darkly into the room. I looked at her and yelped, What? You okay? Ten indefinite seconds later, she said in a very low voice that didn't even sound like her, Just making sure you're okay. I said I was, and I followed it with our usual routine. Night, love you. She didn't say anything. I said, why are you looking at me like that? She left. Five minutes later, I'd assume she's gone. Until I heard the floor creaking beneath her feet as she walked to her room. She's been standing there for reasons I can't comprehend. Let me also mention that when she opened my door, I'd been silently reading with the light off. What she was going to do if I were asleep and vulnerable. Guys, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. But for now, at least tonight, here is where I'm stuck. I'm sure as shit ain't sleeping tonight. I need a few ambient. Holy crap. That sounds like that movie Smile. A little, doesn't it? The creepy grin on your face and something's taking over your body? Uh Uh-huh. I really want to know what happened after. What happened? What would you say? What would you, like, do when you saw them next? Like, hey, how's it going? Hmm. How's the smile? Like, I don't know. But man, that's some scary shit right there. Like, I don't think I would be in the house at that, that moment. I would leave and say I have to go get a pack of cigarettes from the gas station and never return. And our last story for today comes from 10 Minute Horror This one is titled, I worked at a video store in the 90s and had a tape returned that wasn't one of ours. Okay, doesn't seem too scary. That's probably happened a million times. Obviously, it's here for a reason. So let's just see what their story is all about. I'd worked there for two years and loved it. There were all kinds of deals and discounts for employees, and we had a big popcorn machine like you see in the movie theaters, free for anyone who wanted a bag. We had a large repeat customer base of regulars that always looked for recommendations which, were, which we were thrilled to give. Two of us would close at the end of the night, and one typically being a guy. Yet somehow on that Sunday, it ended up being two girls and I was tired from a bad sleep the night before and not feeling great. So I was just trying to get to the end of my shift. My coworker, Michelle's boyfriend, came by about an hour before close and went through the aisles repeatedly, trying to kill time. Finally, I told her she could take off and I'd close up myself. It was a Sunday, said we'd be closing at 8 p.m., which was half an hour away. And the store had been quiet all day, so I wasn't expecting any big rushes. A few minutes after they left, I decided to start the cleanup early, which meant going around and collecting the garbage bags from all of the bins around the store. The store itself was huge, with dozens of five-foot-high rows of VHS tapes and large, load-bearing pillars decorated with prop characters. There were TVs playing new releases and all kinds of movie lore. As I walked out from behind the desk to start with the garbage bins closest to the back door, I heard that familiar ding sound come from the front door opening. Ding! Ding! You know that ding. Ding! (laughs) Okay. We had a late customer. I went back behind the desk and put another VHS in the automatic tape rewinder. Those things were great as the tape rewound i tried to get a better look at who had come in but they had turned down the first aisle horror and the shelves and one of the large pillars was blocking my view i waited for them to move out from behind the pillar but they stayed there and then the tape popped up from the rewinder and i let out an embarrassing gasp i winced at myself and replaced the tape in its plastic sleeve I set another tape to rewind and decided to start collecting the garbage near the front. When I got up to the horror aisle, the customer was gone. The store was quiet. I walked down the aisle and turned to the right where I could see down two more rows, but there was no one. I went down another row and walked out to the main aisle leading to the desk and came face to face with the customer. He was a man in his mid-twenties, about six feet tall. He had long, jet-black hair and was dressed in all black. He had a dirty leather jacket and wore chains with pentagrams and goat skulls. The Satanist look wasn't intimidating back then, as it kind of blended in with the punk crowd in our area. I couldn't tell which side this guy was on, but there was something behind his eyes that made me feel cold. He stared at me, long and hard. It was the most uncomfortable I'd ever been. Neither of us spoke, and for a moment, I thought he was going to rush me. Then the tape rewinder popped up and killed the tension. I let out a nervous laugh, and he smiled at me like he'd known me my whole life. Then he said, Good night, and walked past me. I croaked out a, you too, as I heard the front door open and close with a familiar jingle. I turned and saw the man outside, walking off toward a car at the far end of the parking lot. It was a quarter to eight, but I decided to shut the store down early. The man left a lasting impression, and I called my boyfriend to be here right at eight to pick me up. I locked the front door and felt better. I packed up all the garbage and put it away. Then I went back to the front desk to an empty till when I saw something on the counter. It was a VHS tape in a plastic container. The man must have returned it. Only, it wasn't one of ours. It had the same kind of clear plastic holder we used, but didn't have a sleeve or jacket from our store. The tape inside had a sticker on it with the name written, Melissa. My name. The tape wasn't rewound. It was as far to the right as it could get, like it had been watched to the very end. My hands were shaking, but I managed to put the tape in the rewinder. It was an automatic reaction. I wasn't even sure I wanted to watch the tape. As it rewound, I argued with myself over what to do. I thought about not watching it, but knew that it would eat away at me. I thought about waiting for my boyfriend and watching it with him, but he was a hothead, and if there was something bad in the tape, I could see him going postal. I decided to watch it by myself in the back office of the store. My finger hovered over the play button, but eventually pressed it. The tape started with static. Then an image took over. It was a grainy handheld camera held by someone in the driver's seat of a car that was in movement. The holder of the camera was trying to keep a steady hand while they drove. After a few seconds, the available hand turned the steering wheel and I caught a glimpse of something out of the windshield that I recognized. It was the glowing sign above our store, South Coast Video in neon. I watched the car pull into the back end of the parking lot, right where the man had been going earlier. The camera pointed at the front entrance of the video store and waited. A familiar car entered the parking lot. My boyfriend's. It pulled up in front of the store, and I watched myself kiss the boyfriend and go in. The video cut to footage from a new day and another work drop-off. This time... By my parents. It showed another and another and over a dozen cuts of me getting out of cars and going into the store. Then the video showed me coming out, going into whichever car was picking me up that night and driving off. In the video, I recognized the pants I was wearing from the previous day and realized I was watching footage from last night. I watched myself get into my parents' car and we drove off. And this time, the camera followed. What the fuck? The driver was trailing us, and it stuck with us all the way home, watching my parents' car pull into our driveway. The camera focused on our house number 42, then cut to black. For a moment, I thought that was it. But the tape had more. A new image flickered on. It said it was just after 3 a.m., It was from inside the car again, and it was pointed right at my house. The driver's side door opened and the camera got out. It moved across the street and toward the side of my home. The camera pointed in through windows along the side as it moved toward the backyard. I saw the living and dining room. Both were dark and empty. At the back door, there was fumbling and jangling before a small metal tool was brought out and jammed into the lock it was twisted and popped the door open again my heart went from beating a million times per second to not at all this man was inside my house the camera switched to grainy night vision and moved through the empty kitchen it entered the living room and looked at photos hanging on the wall and books stacked on shelves it took the whole room in and then it turned to the staircase, the one leading right up to the bedrooms. The camera moved up the stairs quietly and reached the second floor. I pressed stop on the VCR. I wasn't sure I wanted to continue. I reconsidered getting my boyfriend and asking him to watch it and tell me what happened. But I had to know, so I pressed play. The tape began with the camera looking left, then right, down the hallway. I knew that to the right were my younger brother and sister's room, and to the left was the bathroom and my parents' room, and then mine at the far end. The camera stared left, focused on the door at the end of the hallway. My door. The camera moved past the bathroom and my parents' room without slowing it came to a stop at my door. A hand reached out and turned the knob. It opened a crack and the hand slid it open further, bringing the camera in. My bedroom door closed with the man now inside. The camera found my bed and there I was, sound asleep. My thumb hovered over the stop button on the VCR ready to end whatever I was about to see before it traumatized me for life. The camera was placed on my desk facing the bed. The man from the store came into view. He carried a rag in his hand. I watched him creep up onto the bed, easing himself across until he was over top of me. And then he pressed the rag down on my face? What? Holy shit. My body trembled and shook, then went still. I pressed stop, and I threw up in the garbage bin beside the TV. Watching the attack, I'd gotten a horrible, familiar feeling, like a forgotten memory reopening after being lost. I took a few minutes to collect myself before deciding once again that whatever happened to me on that tape I needed to know for myself. I pressed play again, and there was the image of my unconscious body in my bed, being straddled by a black-clothed, goth psychopath. The man pulled the rag away from my face. He pulled my shirt up over my head, then reached around the back of his pants. He pulled out a knife with a ceremonial handle and dragged it down the palm of his hand and cut He winced at the pain, but then his knife and dabbed his front fingers with blood from his palm. The man used the blood to draw all over my stomach and chest. He made strange markings on my skin, taking his time while he did. Then the man finished and lit a candle. He held it with his right hand and put his bloody left hand on my stomach. What? I could hear him on the tape speaking quietly, but couldn't make out what the man was saying. It sounded like hushed chanting and prayer. As he went on, my back began to arch upwards and lift off the bed. My mouth opened and I held one long continuous gasp for what felt like minutes. Then the man stopped and so did my gasp. I fell limply back to the bed and the candle blew out. After a moment, the man got up, cleaned the blood from my stomach using the towel he'd brought. He grabbed the camera from my desk and crept out of my room. Everything went hazy after that. I'd sweat through all my clothes and my whole body was trembling. But I still watched the camera sneak back out through my house and to his car. The video pulled something back into my memory, a strange, frightening disturbance in the night, only brief flashes in length and dismissed as a bad dream. But I had a horrible migraine when I woke up. It all made sense. I showed the video to my boyfriend and he freaked out. We called the police and gave them every bit of evidence there was, but the man was never found. That was years ago, and the only reason I'm thinking about it now is because I'm pregnant, and there are strange markings appearing on my growing belly that look a lot like the ones the man had drawn in his own blood. Wait, wait, wait. So, you're telling me some crazy-ass creep came into your blockbuster and then totally followed you home... Somehow conducted a spiritual demonic ritual which got you pregnant with the demon baby. Wow, that's a lot to take in. Creepy as f- crazy ass shit. What do you guys think about this? Things in the paranormal aren't always what they seem. Who knows? But really, what the fuck? All right, guys. Well, this wraps up the very first episode of That's Some Scary Sh-. I'm your host, Becca. Thanks for joining me, and I'll see you next time. Bye, loves. <laughs>